Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and stepping through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today, we are talking the long-awaited and delayed Black Widow, a brand new Marvel film. Woohoo! It's only Woo. been two years. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's take down the Red Room. Cheers. Cheers. All righty. Ooh, so I'm excited here. I got a brand new one from Little Beast Brewing called Woodchopper Wheat Beer. Very nice. Very nice. So let's see. What's it look like? Awesome artwork. Yeah, check that out in there. Should have showed you before I opened it. I'm going to spill on my computer. Uh, nice. Yeah, really cool lumberjacks and. Yeah, I like it. Really good artwork on it. Very nice, very nice. And I just have a gigantic, well, not just, because I have one of my favorites, Gigantic Brewing Hold Tight Tropical IPA. Oh, I don't know if I've had that Tigers. one. Is that a brand new one like this year, maybe? No, it's not brand. Well, maybe it is. Oh, uh, That's got a cool artwork, too. This is good, though. This wheat beer here, this is good. Oh, yeah. That's good wheat stuff. lately. That might start becoming my new favorite flavor. I've really, yeah, I've been having some good wheat beer lately. Nice. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, let's get into things here, Daniel. Let's start off with uh, some movie news here. I know we've had a couple trailers come out recently. Yeah. Yeah. First, we, I mean, there was that Marvel What If trailer that uh, came out kind of like, I think we got like a small teaser. I don't remember if it was like, or I think the, like the first what if trailer or like they did like a promo for all a bunch of Disney plus TV shows. Yeah. I remember being like a part a, of a promo. Yeah. And it was like a couple seconds of the Marvel's what if, but we got a full what if trailer outlining a bunch of different things. Like what, uh, what if uh, T'Challa was a, a Ravenger in guardians of the galaxy? Uh, what if uh, agent Carter became captain Britain, Which the Marvel cool. zombies, you know? So I, it looks like it's gonna be fun, like just anthology, just playing around with different things in the Marvel universe. And I like the animation style they chose too. It looks really cool. There's just a lot, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. I, I do like the beginning too when it opens up with Tony Stark and the bomb getting thrown. Yeah, it gets saved by Killmonger. Yes, that was pretty cool stuff. I but hope yeah. I, I wouldn't even be mad if they brought back Killmonger, but like, you know, he didn't actually die in Black Panther because Michael B. Jordan was just too damn good. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, this will this will be fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, same. I mean, I think it comes out in September. I think late August or early September, yeah. August. It says August. August. So okay. So it comes out in August, which is great because September. That's when Star Wars Vision starts up, which will be awesome. Which we did talk about that last week. But yeah, and so that was a sweet trailer. And then I sent you one that came out today for the new Pixar movie called Turning Red, where a every time this girl either gets angry, worked up, or I guess like maybe nervous, I'm not entirely sure, she turns into a giant red panda. Or she gets emotional. It looks like the Hulk meets uh, Brave. I can kind of see that. I don't know. It, it it looks cute. I like the animation. It's a little bit 
it's stylized, but still in like almost a different, I don't It looks a lot different than other Pixar stuff. It kind of, yeah, it kind of does. Uh, looks better than the Clifford, the big red dog trailer we got. Uh, damn, way, <laughs> way better. Way better. The fur looks more real in the Pixar movie. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, but obviously. Yeah, and, it looks uh, like it'll be fun. That doesn't come out till next year. Yeah, I think it comes out next year. Because we got already got Luca this year. Yeah. So next year, they, I, I look forward to it. Me too. Always, I mean, even if they're not like high echelon, I think I'm always going to look forward. Unless Pixar started putting out like just garbage, I'm always going to be looking forward to Pixar. Yeah, I mean, they, always, they have to be putting out some pretty bad stuff for me to not be looking forward to the next Pixar film. Yeah. And also, Jordan, I haven't checked this out yet, but they did put on Disney Plus the first two episodes of their Monsters at Work series. Oh, which it takes place directly after the original Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Yes, I do want to check that out. Yeah, I just hadn't gotten a chance yet, but they posted a two-episode premiere. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes there's going to be. Probably 10, at least, 8 to 10. And I don't know. It, it looks fun. The animation looks great. I mean, especially since Monsters, Inc. came out so, like, doesn't feel like super long ago but it came out over a decade ago at this point right yeah because it wasn't so, that i mean it's cool to see these characters like updated and it, like it still looks like monsters inc but it looks a lot cleaner was it monsters inc number four i think it came out before incredibles yeah i think it was number it's four. it's been almost 20 years now since monsters inc actually let me just i'll double check that real quick here Damn, i don't want to think about that that's crazy 2001 yeah, oh my gosh it has been 20 years damn 20 years on the dot oh well i'll break the news to shiloh later <laughs> but the only other thing i have for movie news is that i guess the emmy nominations came out for this year and i just wrote down a few of them including the mandalorian was top of the list with 24 nominations 24 yeah, including best drama. Are there that many categories? Damn. Yeah. So That's I mean, awesome though. Mandalorian came out with twenty four. Wandavision was right behind it with twenty three. Oh, nice. Um, two sh- two shows that definitely deserve it. I mean, that especially that season two of Mandalorian was just so good. It was awesome. And WandaVision was also very awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think only, I'm like, I, I liked it better than Winter Soldier. I think the Winter Soldier one only got nominated for three. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd rather WandaVision get it because I'm like, that was so damn good. Yeah, um, that was just fun. And then I wrote down a couple more. I mean, like, there are 18 for the Queen's Gambit, which I still have yet to check out. Same. You know, that kind of like blew up and then it's kind of like obviously died down a lot. Maybe it'll blow up more if they when they put out a second season. And I wrote down eight because the other one that was like tied for 18 was like Lovecraft Country, which is an HBO show based on the HP Lovecraft mm-hmm. work. And I keep hearing great things about that, but I haven't gotten a chance to check that out. But yeah, I was surprised to see Mandalorian with topping topping everything with 24. But it's also great to see WandaVision getting a lot of love because we're actually both thinking about, um, you know, we talk Lego on the show. I'm actually thinking about potentially building the Razor Crest tonight. You, should, I mean, just, you got enough Mandalorian to get it done. Depends, depends if we watch Space Jam 1 tonight. I think we might be doing that tonight. 
Nice. But otherwise, yes, the Mandalorian Razor Crest ship is going to get built soon. Badass. And Dan's like, about time, built mine a year ago. Yeah, I built it like the weekend it came out. It was great. And then they blew it up. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> but yes, blown up. I know, I know. Well, yeah, I'm curious to see if he gets a new ship in the new season or not, or what's going to happen, or if he's just going to be going on foot for a while. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He might get a, They might give him a Mandalorian battleship. Yeah, be cool. And pretty sweet. they're like for, nice, sleek little ships. Did you see? I think I showed you. They're putting out a, a Lego set for the forging. Yeah, yeah, chamber. from season one. Yeah, oh, it looks so cool. It does. Good for the price too. I think it's only a thirty dollars set. I think three figures at least, and just the set itself just looks great. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, well, and we're getting um, Moff Gideon's starship too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be sweet. I know. It'll be sweet. Good to be a Lego Star Wars fan and Hell Star yeah. Wars fan in general. All right, Lego fan in general. Yeah. All right. Shall we uh, move on here to other things we saw this week? Did you have anything other things rumors going on? I, I don't really have anything else for movie news, so we can move on to other things we've seen this week. Cool. Well, I've got uh, one film that I saw. I've decided it's time to uh, get back to watching some uh, Bond flicks, you know, because it's been a long time since I watched them all in sequence, you know, in order of release. Right. And yeah, I, I watched early in the year the first five with Sean Connery. Well, this last week I watched number six, uh, where we get a new guy playing Bond, George Lazenby. His one and only time is playing Bond in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And in this nice. film, yeah, this film's kind of fun. James Bond woos a mob boss's daughter and goes undercover to uncover the true reason for Blofeld's allergy research in the Swiss Alps involving beautiful women from around the world. Ooh. <laughs> wow. But this is a pretty fun one, though. I, I, it was fun going back and rewatch. I haven't watched this one in years, but it was fun to go back and rewatch it. This one, yeah, again, takes place yeah in the Alps. There's a lot of, you know, skiing, stunts, and snow, and a taut spy thriller yeah it, it was a lot of fun though apparently um i haven't read the book but this one follows the book pretty close like more closer than most bonds it sounds like so that's kind of cool but yeah it's george lazenby's one and only film which i didn't know i guess he was only 29 when he filmed this he looks older to me but yeah but yeah it, it was crazy that he was only 29 when he filmed this i actually like his bond quite a bit I wish he had been in more, but uh, just things just didn't work out. And yeah, we got Sean Connery one more time, and then we went on to Roger Moore. I didn't know oh, that's either. right. They was Sean Connery, then they had that guy, and then they brought Sean Connery back for one more, and then they switched guys. Yep. And I didn't know this, but I guess um, Timothy Dalton, who plays Bond after Sean Connery, or excuse me, after Roger Moore, was potentially offer the role for this this honor magic secret service which he would have been 21 at the time youngest bond ever damn which i guess lazenby was too because he was 29 when he did this and he's been the youngest one to take it on take on the role and i've I, again i was like yeah he was only 29 he looks so much older than 29 for some reason you know people looked older back then yep but uh yeah I'm trying to think of what else to say i mean this one's yeah it's got its moments for sure fun times um Blofeld's different in this. He look, which it's kind of weird. Um, 
Yeah, because he he meets Blofeld face to face in the fifth one. Mm-hmm. He only lived twice. Um, I guess you could say he's had plastic surgery and stuff, so he looks a little different. But they they kind of act like they're meeting for the first time in this one. It's kind of strange. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know exactly how the bond. But I don't know what the works. What's that? I said I don't know exactly how the bond timeline works. I don't know either. But anyway, I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them before. Daniel Craig's latest one comes out. Was it October? We're due for No Time to Die. Or Hopefully. Was, is that what it's called? No Time to Die? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not going to make any promises to myself, but yeah, I will continue watching them. Nice. It's fun to go back and watch the old stuff. Oh, but for sure. It's so much fun. Yeah, as far as like movies, I haven't watched uh, any movies this week, but there are a couple things because one, I got caught up on Lego Masters, although now I'm one behind again because I didn't watch The Floating City. So I watched two episodes this week about what that the hats in the break in the uh, I don't know, breaking earthquake. That's what I was looking for. Quakes. Yeah, and still a great show. Still super fun. Watched it with Shiloh and Gavin, and we all just love and doing it. it's good fun reality tv that's nerdy and just the, the right building way. one was awesome just the, the meter and just everything Richter just, scale yeah just watching everything go down oh my gosh it was great it's still a great time i look forward to it every time i get to watch it everything just yeah some stuff would shatter quicker than others some stuff would finally just fall in half it was great and the other uh, TV show that I watched that I won't talk about was just because I have to remind you, Jordan, like Loki is out and I thought it was going to be 10 episodes, but or eight to 10 episodes, but it's only six. So the series or like the, the season finale or series finale, I guess, is going to be tomorrow. Oh, wow. That so it's already quick. over. That was quick. But damn, I Shiloh and I watch it every, we pretty much watch it every Thursday, but tomorrow we're actually going to be able to watch it Wednesday when it gets released. But I mean, we look forward to every, like it's, I think as far as like, depending on how it lands, I mean, I think right now it sits like second to WandaVision. Okay. Like I definitely like it a lot more than the Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier one, which I wasn't expecting. I thought that one was going to be my favorite, the WandaVision knocked it out of the park and now loki's having a i'm just having a great fucking time with it have you started watching it yet no i have not i haven't finished well you'll have a whole season to get through i mean it's only they're about 40 minutes each so not horribly long i was disney plus list for a while but got it back and yeah i'll be uh catching up here i'm gonna finish winter soldier falcon and then i'll watch loki but yeah so tomorrow, Loki season for series finale. I'm assuming series it's finale. Then we got a few weeks to wait. Then the What If series. Exactly. That's awesome. I think uh, this week definitely going to be watching the original Space Jam. It's been so long since I've seen that one, so I'm kind of curious to recap. <laughs> Is it going to have the same magic, or am I going to be like, oof? <laughs> I know it's been a while. Like I, I still remember it fondly. Feel like I didn't watch it too long ago. But like in recent years, like my nerd podcast I like since do the dissipation episode, and they're like, this movie is fucking weird, makes no sense, and it's kind of bad. 
And I was like, oh man, is it that bad? Probably, but yeah, I'm still gonna like it probably because I also just grew up and now I just like some bad movies for just how fun they are. Oh yeah, and I feel yeah. like Spaceship's gonna help. It'll out. be fun. It'll be fun to go back. I think it's streaming on Hulu right now. Yeah, it is. So, for anybody that wants to recap before the new one comes out. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all for stuff I saw this week. Sounds like yeah, Daniel's getting cut up in the Lego series. You're gonna like the hanging stuff too. That was a fun episode. Oh, I'm I'm sure. And tonight's episode looks fun too, with the uh, smashing cars and stuff like that, like building like robotic cars or whatever. Oh, well, spoilers. Yeah. I didn't know. You'll see a preview at the end of this episode. Not giving nothing away. I know. I know. All right. Well, let's move on here, Daniel. And let's talk Black Widow. Load up on guns and bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend she's overboard. Black Widow. And hey, look here. Tucker has joined us for our Black Widow talk. He's definitely sleeping. <laughs> His parents are in Hawaii right now, so he's like, oh, I'm going to come follow you wherever you go. I'm going to go. I'll watch whatever movie you want to watch. Yeah, whatever you want to watch, for I'll watch. Yeah. yeah. You record a podcast, sure, I'll go record a podcast with it. Just be, I just want to be around somebody. <laughs> uh, that's right, I'm making fun of you. Anyway, he'll be fine. Tucker's here. So, yes, Black Widow, first MCU film in two years. And yeah, I agree with everybody. I'm going to say up front, this should have come out five years ago. They should have had this out before Captain Marvel. Like, we should be watching Captain Marvel right now, in my book, or in my opinion. Yeah. But here we are Black Widow, written by Eric Pearson and uh, Ned Benson, directed by Kate Shortland. Starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, aka Jim Hopper, and Rachel Wise. So in this, a film about Natasha Romanoff and her quest between Civil War and Infinity War. Daniel, so curious to hear your thoughts on Black Widow here. Were you anticipating it going in? Have you been like just waiting and waiting for the last two years? Can't wait to see this. Or are you kind of like, why are we getting a Black Widow film now? What were kind of your thoughts going in and kind of what are your just initial thoughts on it? Well, I mean, going in, I mean, I'm excited because I still enjoy the MCU. And honestly, with like the pandemic, we didn't really hit see anything in theaters, at least for me, like over a year. You know, but it also, we had getting like, like we had just ramped up to like, I think there were going to be like three movies a year. We were getting at least two every year. So honestly, like, I was just kind of like, I think the pandemic helped me just because like, I did have the Marvel fatigue, like, so it was kind of nice to just take a long break from like going to see those and everything that goes into that. So I was like, yeah, you know, like in the TV shows, well, more WandaVision and Loki, you know, Winter Soldier's more feels like an extended movie, which for better or worse. But I, I feel like for the TV shows, I want them to do something weirder. And they definitely deliver with WandaVision and Loki on that. So, I mean, like, yeah, like the uh, the TV shows kind of got me re-excited. I'm like, man, like I, they're kind of just like setting up what might what's to come in phase four. 
so I'm just like, it's getting me more excited. Like, I know this technically is like a phase. I don't know. Like, it's not necessarily a phase three. I mean, I guess it takes place in phase three with Civil War, essentially, like after Civil War, before Infinity War. Yeah, it takes place in phase three. Yeah. You know, so it's still... like, and it feels like it takes place in phase three, feels like a phase one to two, you know, movie. Um, but you know, I'm still excited to see it. Scarlett Johansson, I think it's great as Black Widow. Like you can't think of Black Widow without thinking of Scarlett Johansson at this point. Yeah. You know, either by just thinking about the comics or anything about Marvel. But I was excited to see it. Like I liked the David Harbor. You know, I like the idea of like Black Widow was the title, not necessarily like her title, but it's just a title given to an elite group that was the widows. Yeah. The widows. Yeah. So uh, I was definitely excited going in. Um, not necessarily blown away by the movie, but enjoyed the movie. Shiloh and I both watched it together and we both re- like liked it. Did you watch it at home or did you go see it in theaters? And we watched it at home. Watched it at home? We, we, well, we actually went over to our friend's house on Saturday and then they're just like, hey, you want to watch it? So we did. Like, okay. Yeah, what, we talked about this before recording. 80 million opening weekend for it and 60 million for streaming services so they made a lot with people paying what was it a 30 dollar one yeah i'm assuming dollars so yeah i mean they it's interesting um i'm curious to see if yeah is this going to be more the new thing where you got you know half and half at home in theaters i mean obviously still people still want to go see something in the theater 80 million opening weekend still a good opening weekend right it's not 160 like like it's been in the past but it's still a pretty strong opening weekend I mean, I'm curious if, like, once, like, theaters start, like, really ramping back up, you know, and really picking up a lot more steam, that if, like, in the coming, like, 2022 and beyond, if, like, Disney Plus will just essentially consistently house, like, Marvel TV and stuff. So if you want to watch Marvel at home, you're watching the the high production value TV shows on Disney Plus, and then when you want to see Cinematic Universe, you have to go into theaters, or if they'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We I don't know because to to make three quarters of what the box office was at least at least domestically, I mean that's uh, that's huge. Yeah, I mean it is. So I'm real curious to see what they're gonna do going yeah, forward. I, I am too. It's been definitely an interesting like experimental year for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean I've been loving it, especially like the HBO Max has been coming in real clutch. Yeah, that's been it's been nice, especially because I'm like, as far as Face Jam two goes, I'm like, mm, I'm gonna set that one out and sit watch it at home. I think. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. I'm not feeling it as far as theaters go. I, I might go see it in theaters. I don't. I don't know yet. It, uh, it's, it's it's so we'll hard. See. But like, yeah, well, like if I've tried, if I even have to like work a little bit to work it into my schedule, if it doesn't just like, yeah, I just have the time to do it. Then I'm just like. If I have to put any extra work into already going to a theater, then it usually just like no, no, no. I'll just, I'll just sit down. Well, I even saw in in the heights in theaters because I knew that was the better way to see it as far as like on a huge screen. But I don't know for some reason Space Jam. I'm just. Eh. We'll talk I don't about that think next it's week. gonna lose a lot of integrity. We'll on, talk about that next week though. Screen, so as far as Black Widow, yeah, I mean it's been two years. I mean I after Endgame and Spider Man, I was a little burnt out on superheroes. So taking a nice long break has been great, honestly. Mm-hmm. And if anything, yeah, the break was good because then, all right, it's been a couple years now. Some more 
Comic I mean, we got Justice League a few months ago, but like that was like the first big that, superhero movie that's that was out. awesome to sit down and watch too. So yeah, I mean Black Widow, definitely one of my favorite Avengers. Always loved her character, love Scarlett Johansson in the role. So yeah, her getting her own film taking place in between Civil War and Infinity War. I'm like, cool, let's let's do it. Yeah, I, I guess from the trailer I was getting Winter Soldier vibes, which is a good thing. Definitely, yeah, love love that movie. Loved her in that movie too. I mean, that's still one of my favorite of the MCU films is Winter right. Soldier. Love that movie. Um, yeah, as far as, uh, so yeah, my anticipation was decently high going in. Um, I didn't want to get let down by having it too high, but it was still, it was still pretty up there. Right. Uh, and again, I just love her character. I mean, like I showed you before at the beginning of the show, I even went out and bought her Lego set. Nice. Yeah. And I guess say overall enjoyable I didn't think it was great, though, but it was definitely enjoyable. Had some good moments in it. Met some new characters. I wanted more of certain characters. And yeah, there's just, there's so much. It, this movie has so much, the potential to be so much better, I felt. It kind of, they kind of dropped I, the ball I a think bit. you're right in the sense, but also it also, like, honestly, like, until the end credit scene, I'm just like, I looked over child, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot she's dead in the MCU. Like she's oh, really? you know, not a ground anymore. So I'm like, I almost kind of forgot. Like I told her I at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, yeah, this takes place after Civil War, you know, and uh and then by the end of it, I'm like, oh right, right, right. She's she's not necessarily continuing anything. Like, there's probably not gonna be a Black Widow too. <laughs> you know, which also kind of like I get that like they kept it like one of my main complaints is how small of a scale the movie felt but that's, that's I guess it makes sense because if it was too big it canonically wouldn't make sense like why have we never heard about this you know later yeah. on since it takes place after Civil War well and that was but actually I mean, refreshing to me that it wasn't this like galactic problem going on that we got to save the whole world or the whole galaxy I like that it was more small scale well, I'm not saying like like galactic scale, but like I think Winter Soldier is a larger scale than this Black Widow movie. And it that's is. not a huge scale either. Um but uh one thing that you know, I think that's really like the problem with like they waited till after her character was dead in the mainline MCU to make a movie is that the movie had to essentially make minimal impact on the MCU timeline because you couldn't just blow the doors wide open for like a sequel or anything like that. Had to the beginning of it and the end of it had to tie in where yeah exactly where like it goes too in. confined. I feel like that's the main issue that you know kind of hinders the movie from like blowing things wide open as far as like action and like pushing the character and story further is just well, because it had to begin and end and she's already dead so you couldn't really do much to like set up a sequel or anything like that uh, which i, I guess like, i assumed going in i did like but. i did like the family aspect of it and i guess maybe maybe that kind of helps her death next time you go watch endgame it helps her death be a little more impactful too now that you've gone back and met some of her family i don't know part of me feels like this whole movie was just a reason to introduce her sister uh, Yelena, which of, I think that's most of it is that they're passing will probably pass over the torch 
in the MCU to her sister, which I assumed that was going to happen vividly in the movie. And it didn't like you kind of infer it, but it didn't like lay it out. Like she's going to be in the rest of like more MCU movies as black widow. Yeah. I'm trying to, I wonder when she'll come in next. If well, I mean, Love and thunder probably, well, we'll talk about it at the end. Cause they kind of it, like hint at where she's going to come in next in the end credits scene. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that in spoilers. Yeah, I don't think so far we I don't think we've spoiled anything because I think we've been good there. Besides that Natasha's dead, but Endgame <laughs> was the highest grossing movie of all time. So Yeah, if you're listening to this, we're assuming you've watched Endgame already. Otherwise, pause and get caught up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but... I guess let's just talk about like so this film starts off in 1995. We see Natasha and her sisters, little girls. Uh, their family living was Ohio. I what do you think of the uh, D H uh, Harper? I thought that was great. The D H Harper, David Harper. Oh, or Harper. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, honestly, the movie starts out like it starts. It just. I mean, that's one thing I really appreciate about the movie is the movie just it starts like you're introduced to them as little girls. Then boom, dad comes home you know and you know steals government secrets he's like okay we're leaving now like boom takes the girls like and it immediately starts off and then just you know they starts all them actually escaping from shield agents which i love that because they're just like they were a sleeper cell set like positioned in ohio you know and then they fly and they're part of the russian military essentially i mean he's red guardian at that point but I mean, I did like how it just starts, but then it just like gets super dark super quickly as the intro music is just playing. Oh, which I love that intro. So that, how they t- that smells like teen Nirvana spirit. Nirvana cover was amazing. It was so eerie, but it fit the mood that they're going for perfectly. Yeah, no, that was perfect cover. Just everything happening in this. That was just a great credit sequence. <laughs> and I was not, ex- I wasn't expecting a Nirvana cover. No, but it was same. awesome. So good. You know, because then they essentially like, yeah, apparently Red Guardian gets thrown in prison right after that mission. And freaking the Natasha and her sister, I'm gonna Yelena, just essentially get drugged and then they get put into the widow program. The widow program. <laughs> Which I wanted more of that. I made more of a glimpse of that. Maybe some flashback sequences or something like that. Right. Because really all in flashback sequences, the best we got is in Ultron when she's talking about the Red Room. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. And I, I would have liked more of the actual, like, I don't know what to call it, school training facility. You know, I would like, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see more Widows. But they showed them, but they didn't really show them off very much. I guess if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I was hoping for a lot more like involved fight scenes, especially because you're like, yeah, you're fighting this whole organization that's full of people like you. So I was expecting more just like insane fights, multiple widows at the same time. And you do get a few fight scenes, but not quite as involved or as many as I would have liked. To and show off the other way. That is really one one complaint I have about this is I think a lot of the fighting could have been better. We have a great sequence between Natasha and her sister in the apartment. Good yeah. square off there. 
But like when Natasha's getting attacked by multiple widows, it's always like one or two at a time throwing punches, and the rest are literally standing around. Like she should have just been like shit completely kicked out of her. Right. I know. And that wasn't, and that was the like part of like the finale too. Like that was in the third act. And that was one of the main things I told Shiloh because I'm like, yeah, like we finally get to see her. I'm like, I know they're her, like technically her sisters, they're trying to like free them from mind control essentially. Mm hmm. But I was expecting the fight to be a bit more involved, especially if she's supposed to be fighting that many at a time. Like, I, I wanted to kind of be like a struggle, like in the elevator scene of Winter Soldier, where he's just like, all of them are like, fuck you, and try and fuck them up all at once. Yeah. And just like sh struggling to like fight back and something. You know. But I, I did like, I did like the fortress. I actually wanted to be up there more. I don't know if it's just going to spoilers yet, but I. Should we should we go into spoilers? Let's just go into spoilers. All right, let's go into spoilers here. Spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers. Oh hi, buddy. Oh, he moved spoilers. closer. He's like, pet me, please, Ooh. pet me. Hi, bud. But I know. I mean, yeah, because the movie, you know, her sister gets like we're hunting down and what a like a black widow that was trying to get out just like natasha but mm -hmm. they were all like more widows were hunting her down and you know uh yelena kills her but gets freed like from the mind control with that like red gas and it's cool you know then we there. just follow her like trying to get in contact with her sister and they they essentially are just like yeah we're gonna take down the red room now I think my favorite section of the whole movie, or favorite sequence, is when we get reintroduced to David Harbour, like, in the gulag, just all tatted up, getting a tattoo, just, like, telling a story while he's arm wrestling people. Arm, yeah, arm wrestling one person after another while getting tattooed. <laughs> and I fucking love that, because then that big, huge dude calls him a liar, which I'm like, yeah, he's obviously lying, because Captain America was not unfrozen in the 80s at least as far as we know we know he's not yeah you know and i love it. he's like you're calling me a liar yeah i'm calling you a liar then he's just like oops and just breaks his hand like that's that's what you get for calling me a liar <laughs> it was so great so wh what did you think of him in this role david harbour i i thought he was great for the role i thought he was great too and i'm kind of sad like he did we didn't get more i did yeah we didn't get more i don't feel like i got enough uh what was it red guardian in this movie like he was great for what we got but i, I wanted like, I so much more him. especially since we're not gonna see him ever again probably i don't know i wouldn't gosh if they want actually you know if they want to do a spinoff the parents uh, on a spy mission would be a great spinoff yeah i i would be all for that that'd be a um, decent disney plus yeah, tv show i loved his uh character and I wanted more so bad. He's just a great actor, and I wanted so much more because, I mean, he was. Oh, shoot, hold on. I got to plug my battery into a power source real quick. Uh oh. Hold on. Hi, Tucker. 
and we're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, thought he was great. So underused. And like, like, I just, I mean, this. I think the third act that took place in the uh, what, you, whatever that floating city was, the flying fortress, flying fortress. We should have been up there by the beginning of the second act. I feel like we should have had two acts up there. there I there's think so. So much potential that could have been would have been so awesome up there, of just sneaking around, being like an actual spy thriller. Uh, I mean, you could have had amazing like. We got to see him fight the Taskmaster briefly. And even then, when it started to get interesting, cut away to something else. Uh, it was very disappointing. I know. I thought the Taskmaster fight would have been like his big fight, but then they cut it short still. Super short. I, there's so much more that I wanted to see with, with the Taskmaster. So I guess let's talk about this bad guy. I don't know anything about this bad guy. I guess people are pretty pissed about it. That is just way underwhelming. Yeah, I, th- I was curious if you had heard about that because before I even saw the movie, I started seeing like people like task like they totally fucked up this character. You know, like people were, or at least what I saw, like you know, obviously people just like blow stuff up for clicks and shit. But like everything I saw upset. was just like why Black Widow, like how Black Widow ruined Taskmaster and it all just, that shit. And like, like when I was watching the movie, I'm like when Taskmaster first comes up, I'm like. Did they ruin it because he's a because it seems like the character is a cyborg now? And I'm like, or is it going to be gender swapped? Is that why people are going to be mad about it? You know? And then I, by the end, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I kind of see it, but I'm also like, I'm not deeply invested in the character. I know who Taxmaster is. It's a cool character, unique set of like unique like skill like uh, a unique skill set that you don't really see. I don't think any other hero has his exact skill set. But because I mean, what I know from like comics and I did watch a, a bunch of videos today, but Taskmaster essentially like his whole power set is, well, he did get a hold of some super because he used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. as an agent essentially with the skill set of the photographic like memory but he's able to mimic like moves if he just sees it once he can mimic it as long as it's within human possibility Mm -hmm. and then he works for shield for a while with that skill set and then he essentially on a mission he finds a modified version of the super soldier serum so he takes that to essentially heighten his abilities but it also gives him memory loss so essentially how the character works out is he has very fine amount of memory. And like, since he can learn so much almost instantly, like older memories are just kind of overridden and erased. Hmm, interesting. But I mean, it's, it's a cool character because it's one of those cool characters where you have to, the longer you fight him, the harder it is. So usually in the comics and TV shows, you have to find really interesting and creative ways to beat him. See, that would have been awesome. I, I did like the fight on the, the bridge. Comics, he's just kind of like the he's a mercenary above all else. So sometimes in the comics, like heroes are like, shit, I don't have time for this. How much money did you get to try and kill me? Five thousand five hundred thousand dollars? I'll give you a million to just fuck off and leave me alone. He'll be like, Okay, <laughs> deal. <laughs> like he's just like a mercy usually a mercenary above all else. Let me get my checkbook out. Quick and he's kind of like a Spider-Man where he's kind of like a mouthy character too. He's very well, you know, so I don't it, remember saying saying anything. To the... Not a single word of dialogue in the movie. Wow, so it's kind of like snake. So eyes. I can I see why people are upset. I personally have no like huge attachment to the character. Like I think it's cool. It is a little bit of a 
a bummer that they don't even say anything. Well, so uh, yeah, I would have. Uh, but uh, I like the Deadpool, character design Deadpool, overall. I would have liked a Deadpool like character, like with a, a mouth, just mouthing off to whoever they're fighting. That would have been kind of fun. I like because I like the introduction that bridge battle was fine, but yeah, the stuff later on, again, especially against the Red Guardian, was just crap. And then it just locked into a glass cage for the rest of the movie, just to be released. And I don't know. It's just, eh. Yeah, and that's why people were kind of mad about it. Just because it doesn't really fit the character. It's essentially in name only. And it was only the beginning fight that you really, it really shows off that Taskmaster mimics people's moves. Mm-hmm. You know, because the only time you see it is like, yeah, he throws a shield like Captain America and he pulls out Black Panther claws. But you, they don't really touch on it again that he just mimics you. So the longer you fight, the harder it is to defeat. They never really leaned into that. That aspect. could have been an awesome fight between Red Guardian and Taskmaster right there. And they also like did, they didn't really do a good job of making the Taskmaster character be an imposing like it should have been like holy shit he's on our tail like the whole movie. And talk about uh, your Death Star reactor kind of stuff. One shot, and that the whole thing came down eventually. That whole fortress. I mean, it came down from the inside, though. I know, still. I was kind of like, eh, maybe stuff starts to start falling apart and things like that. But uh, I don't know. The whole thing, having a chain reaction. But again, that could have been something that Red Guardian Tech Master brawling and eventually leads down to like that reactor area and them fighting causes other stuff to get knocked around and blown up. And then we really start to see the stakes go like, we got to get off of this thing. Right. I don't know. Again, not a bad movie because it had the potential to be so much better, though. Yeah, I think so too. I guess I guess I wanted um, more of the uh, the Red Room, more Red Room, uh, more the Widows themselves, uh, more Red Guardian for sure, more Taskmaster, and just you just wanted more. Jordan. Yeah, better choreography. <laughs> just and I feel the same way. Like it was fine. It was enjoyable to watch. It was nice to see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow sent what will be probably just one more time, like the last time you see her. One last time. As yeah. that character, you know, so you just wanted more, especially since it took so long for them to give her a movie. Yeah. Again, especially I... if it was a one-off, you're like, yeah, just fucking give me as, hit it as hard as you can. If you're not, if you know for sure, you're not getting another. Well, yeah, if you have to go really, I mean, it kind of went, it went, it did go dark with this one, but even if you got to go really dark with the story, I got to say overall, they kept their MCU humor down-ish, still had it, but it was pretty minimal. I mean, it was more locked into the, when they're like, kind of like, what was it? I guess interacting like they were, like they were a bickering family. Which right. I did like that aspect of they it. They tried to make Yelena hilarious, and she just wasn't. Every time she had something that's supposed to be funny, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she just wasn't as funny as they wanted her to be. But yeah, they did keep the MCU humor down kind of low, which was appreciative. Because yeah, I mean, let it be serious, you know? Let it be dark I mean, and serious. This is a serious, this is some serious shit. You're essentially talking about sex trafficking into like brainwashing of children to become lethal weapons and overthrow governments and assassinate anybody you want that's mm-hmm. fucking serious yeah so yeah keep it, it was nice that they did well, keep it pretty serious yeah especially that intro again with the beautiful like intro scene with the nirvana cover i love that intro sets the tone very well 
thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's talk about the ending here. I mean, obviously the fortress comes down. Main bad guy, main bad guy gets killed. Fortress comes you know, down. One thing I did. Taskmasters so, turn back to the light side of the force. Possibly. I mean, they just unbrainwashed her, but then they're like, "Yeah, we're taking her too." But Taskmaster, she like she could still become the t- actual Taskmaster. Like, I guess more if she shows up again. I or, hope they bring her back. Hopefully, I hope they bring back the character in any way, shape, or form. They didn't like immediately kill her off, which would also be really fucked up to do. Also, I want to note because I wrote this down. I'm like, okay, because they pain is like the whole reason they think like the leader of the Red Room said because as far as like to gain Shield's trust and to be accepted into Shield, her and Clint Barton had to assassinate the leader of the Red Room, and. In doing so, they thought they killed the leader's, what is his name? Drakov's daughter as collateral damage in this huge bomb. But I'm like, okay, how shitty of a bomb did you put that both, like the person you accidentally killed and the person you were meaning to kill both survived? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, she's burnt, but he's not, he doesn't even look messed up at all. Not at all, no. You know, so I'm just like, how did, how did, they didn't really explain it. They're just like, yeah, the bomb went off, but he survived and his daughter was badly injured, but then he turned her into a weapon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, but how did neither of you die? Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah. Same, same. So what, what about the, uh, should we talk the after credit sequence? Yeah. So I don't know if you, have you, how much of the Winter Soldier have you watched? Well, real, real quick, I want to say that last shot of N- Natasha getting into the uh, Quinjet, is that they're called, right? Yeah. And taking off with the Avenger theme going. That was like cool. the, I, like I the last time too. we're ever going to see her, basically. I thought that was a really cool last shot of her. If that's the last time we're ever going to see Black Widow, Natasha, thought that was cool. Yeah. All right. So ha- I've only seen the first two two episodes, I think, of Winter Soldier. Okay. So, the character that you see at the end, the one played by Elaine from Seinfeld. Oh, that's right. I was like, I was like, she looks really familiar. Yeah, she is. Was it Valentina? But she also appears in the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. Okay. However, so I'm like, oh, it's weird. So if you haven't watched that, you wouldn't know who she was, but. I also forgot that this has been delayed by over a year. So she was actually, her character was supposed to first show up in Black Widow, and then you were supposed to see her again in the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. So, okay. So there's, you're right. Nothing's really spoiled then. Right. But she shows up because apparently you don't necessarily even know who she works for. You still don't, I don't personally, I mean, I'm sure people who actually know the character know who she works for. I don't know the character. So you don't, they don't explain who she works for in the Winter Soldier. At least I don't. Rem- I don't think they do. And you know, they still don't explain. You know, explain who she is. All that is that she gives out missions to um, Elena. And I thought that was very cool because I'm pretty sure that's essentially going to be one of the main antagonists for the Hawkeye Disney Plus series that comes out later this year because she's you know Natasha. She's at Natasha's gravesite 
grieving her the loss of her sister then she's like hey this is the guy who killed her kind of an underwhelming gravesite for a uh, avenger <laughs> i know right <laughs> i know but so i'm kind of interested because i that would be pretty cool that if hawkeye's like main antagonist in the tv show was natasha's sister trying to get revenge on him that would be a pretty cool dynamic yeah, yes and no. I, I had mixed feelings about that. I'm like, okay, they're going to go after him like he's responsible. Yet, I mean, he was trying to sacrifice himself. One of them was trying, they were fighting over who got to sacrifice themselves for the greater yeah, good but of on mankind. The, the only people who would know that are the Avengers. But then again, she's also grief stricken. And she, the, the character that Valentina, whatever her character's name is, like, she is not a good person. She is trying to just get what she wants to get out of people. Right. So she's obviously manipulating. When when ends are we supposed to see that series next year? I think it's later this year, actually. Oh, okay, maybe after maybe this fall. Man, a Hawkeye TV series sounds awesome. Yeah, they, they didn't put a trailer out for that, have they? Not yet. Okay. Well, yeah, it just says slated for 2021, so it's supposed to come <laughs> I, out. I saw this with Dad, and when he, when he saw um, Hawkeye's face, he was like, "What the hell." Why are they going to go after him? <laughs> so funny. Because, because he like, got Natasha killed, even though. Yeah, I was, we, we talked about it afterwards. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it because I, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. No. But like <laughs> but I said, maybe like they it's... don't know that. But yeah, I'm like, well, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> but yeah. it feels like it might result like, oh, i'm trying to kill though. you then be like no i i tried to kill myself so your sister would still be alive she was just better at it than me but yeah her versus uh hawkeye i mean there could be some cool stuff in a hawkeye series I don't know, i'm looking forward yeah. to it i'm but yeah. yeah this wasn't a complete bust for me but i will say i was let down a little bit i guess if i grade this out i give this a b minus still pretty good overall there's so much more that could have been done to get up to that A level, but still pretty overall. I think upon rewatch two, I'll like it more. This I'll definitely go back and rewatch this. I mean, this was no like bust like Thor: The Dark World or Captain Marvel. This is still a good film, right? So I'm still definitely gonna be. It'll be on the rewatch list. It's definitely rewatchable. Yeah, I mean, like I'm about the same. Like it's a B or B minus right now. I'll probably bump up to like a B you know b plus maybe on rewatching it but as far as like like it was enjoyable didn't blow me away but you know marvel would have to do something pretty crazy to blow me away at this point like a spider uh like a like endgame blew me away and a spider but you know it's Which, also where's the I trailer for that damn it i don't know like i, but, I didn't get any good trailers before this movie i, I was expecting a new spider-man trailer would be awesome i was expecting the spider-man trailer to come i got out too, jungle but. cruise which i'm just like Ugh. I don't know the uh but yeah like unfortunately because like she's already dead in canon that you couldn't just blow the doors wide open this is a character that they could have done some really cool stuff with solo movies or at least like black widow movies and then you could have like there are things you could have done like if you started at the you know like an origin film for her you would have done the hawkeye and budapest storyline you know and then you could have had this movie in between civil war and end game and i would have liked you know i would have liked to i would have watched like more black widow movies you know like same i, I love the character yeah so it is a shame that they didn't decide to give her a movie until after she died in universe 
so they were kind of combined to a very like finite amount of space and finite amount of like possibilities of what they could do with her yeah yeah i don't know we'll we'll, we'll see where they go from here i'm curious yeah. now it's supposed to be getting our uh yeah is spider-man is the next one no no, no never mind 10 rings is next right yes which I did see a trailer for that. I think it was a newer trailer for that. Looks good. I know. I'm excited for that one. Tucker, get out of there. No! <laughs> Just knocked over my pod racer. What a jerk. Knocking over my pod racer. Knock it off, dude. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. Is that our conclusion for Black Widow? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. All right, Black Widow streaming and in theaters. We both recommend go check it out. Yeah. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews, Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you thought about Black Widow. Loved it, hated it. We all know that people really didn't like Taskmaster. So besides that. Yeah, I think if I knew more about the character going in, I would have been let down even more. But this was kind of like a... Uh, what was the bad guy in Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3? Oh, like the guy Richie? I don't remember. Who it was. No, I, was I don't even remember the character's name. He just turned into like flames. Nah, the uh, who was supposed to be the main baddie that they tease in all the trailers. Oh, the Mandarin? The Mandarin, yes. And everybody's disappointed with that. <laughs> Which, not yeah. knowing anything about it, I was like, ah, oh, that's actually kind of a fun twist. <laughs> And everybody else was like, what the hell? Yeah, you're like, oh, this character that has like a shitload of like a huge legacy. Uh, but hey, you know, I, I think they're going to bring him back potentially for 10 rings. I yeah, think. he's in 10. The, the real Mandarin is in 10 rings. Well, there we go. See? Well, thanks everybody for downloading the show. And we will be back next week with some Space Jam. Come on and slam. Welcome to the jam. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers.